Greetings, Maltopians. Are you looking to delve deeper into the world of Maltopia? Then check out our Patreon, where you can find written mythos pieces, world maps, found footage, art, Patreon-exclusive shows, and more. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Maltopia and join one of our tiers for access to great new content. Brave the forbidden and embrace the darkness. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Bye. 
Wicked's grin seemed almost inhuman. Candlelight played across his face as he gazed at nothing, reminiscing about some bygone kill fest like it was a white Christmas. His eyes found me once more, an uncomfortable intensity accompanying them. Honestly, they were the happiest looking kids I'd ever laid eyes on, and the knives they held in their little hands smiled at me, politely, inviting me to come and play. And boy, did I ever want to play. I should mention that they were also the fastest children I'd ever seen. Their shadows could barely keep up with them. You should have heard what it sounded like, Vive, when our knives came together. Hell's bells tolling in thin, lethal notes, slicing through the air. Shadows dancing and skipping across our faces, falling from sparks. It was incredible. We all laughed, chasing each other through the darkness. It was like a game of tag. I'd sooner slice into one of them than the other sister would catch me from behind, opening me up with the skill of a surgeon. Man, what fun we had, slashing and running and stabbing and bleeding. That is, until the others showed up. It was the father. What a jerk he was, smashing his axe handle into my face, picking me up by the neck with a hand that felt made of stone. I wedged my knife between my throat and his hand, nearly severing a giant sausage finger, giving me just enough room to wiggle free. And as a parting shot, I cut a great big hole into his face. So, it's not like anyone would have noticed, ugly as he was. And it certainly didn't do my morale much good when his only response was a big fat chuckle. He sounded like amused thunder off in the distance. I scooted as fast as I could into the shadows trying to steer clear of his gigantic axe. The damn thing was bigger than me, for crying out loud, and probably twice as heavy. After a bit of running and skulking about, I thought I'd found a stretch of shadow where I could catch my breath. But I wasn't alone. Donnie crouched in the dark with me. I was barely fast enough to deflect his machete, and even then he managed to break my damn knife in half. I missed that old knife, something terrible too. Like I said before, Donald was pure monster, and he swam around in the shadows like a shark, waiting for me to make a mistake. Don't get me wrong, I wasn't at the man's mercy or anything. I rattled his teeth a few times and drew a good amount of his blood. But Donald was the real deal, a virtuoso of the hunt, a regular da Vinci with the blade. I can't even blame what followed on an experience gap, because he was about my age. He got the better of me and laid my prone body out in front of the witch, bleeding and barely breathing. 
Naturally, I tried to keep a sense of humor about me, telling her I was in a fine place to have been schooled. Get it, Vive? Schooled? <laughs> well, they didn't think it was very funny either, but I thought it was pretty clever. And then, she took me in. Honestly, I don't know what choice she had. Per my math, she was down four followers. She needed replacements, and really, all I did was supply the defects of the murderous gaggle I'd eliminated. I'd shown promise, even if Donald did tamp down a good deal of my thunder. Wicked went quiet, his eyes glassed over, and he was gone from the conversation. After a few moments, his awful smile returned. He leaned over the table at me, stabbing his eyes into mine. He didn't say anything right away, as if his thoughts hadn't caught up with his body. How many bodies did you say were accounted for at the Red Family murder? Four, I said, my smile beginning to reflect his own. She did everything for Donald Vive. Everything. She was preparing him for something. Stories like his just don't stop midway. They must reach their natural conclusion. That's how life works. It's why Hitler lived through the July 20th plot. Why Rasputin survived his would-be killers again and again truest evil must rise and now I can feel it the truth of it all Donald's still alive I called Jeff just to make sure the bodies consisted of a woman two young girls and an impossibly large man that was all he could tell me but that was all I needed I didn't even bother with a decent excuse for calling him that part of my life was dead I hung up ignoring the calls that followed Turning back to the table, I found that Wicked had disappeared from the kitchen. I caught up with him in the cellar where he sat in front of my laptop, scrolling away with abandon. Peering over his shoulder, a recent article discussed a serial killer who staged his victims in strange, demented ways. Only one person had ever survived the killer's company long enough to give a description, though the victim hadn't lasted long given the severity of his injuries. The man's labored ramblings described the killer's weapons, upon which the press had coined his serial killer name, The Family Man. Look at the way this family man poses his victims, Vive. Just like that pretentious avant-garde monster. If there were anyone who could improve your understanding of the witch, it would be my dear deluded Donald. Wicked's eyes were wilder than I'd ever seen them. He clearly didn't like this Donald character, or he respected the guy in a way only a seasoned killer could appreciate. I wasn't quite sure which. At any rate, I was more than willing to take up the case of the mysterious family man. But before I agreed, I decided to poke at my new friend a little, just for fun. You sure it's a good idea to go after this guy? I thought you said he took you every time you two faced off. Wicked earned his horrible reputation with the look he gave me, like a plastic Halloween mask sporting an impossibly evil smile. Dear Genevieve, you really are a monster in the raw, aren't you? You should be more careful who you show yourself to, as they might not find you as wonderful as I do. But you're right, Donald is quite the monster, so... So it's a good thing you've brought an even bigger monster with you. Baron finished. The giant killer emerged from the darkness at the other side of the cellar. He'd been there the entire time. <laughs> oh, Baron, you dramatic goose, you. I can't wait to see what fantastic tricks you play on that pompous poppin' jay. 
Why, I only hope he lives long enough to appreciate your masterful machinations. Oh, but he must survive, mustn't he? Vive needs to question him, after all. What a job we have ahead of us, my fine fellows. I was drawn back to the computer screen where the details of the family man's exploits glowed. I felt something inside me grin and a mother's pride flooded my heart. I pause, shaking. What if this next adventure, like those before it, was scripted? But another part of me wanted to flirt with chance to see if I could sidestep fate. It whispered into my ear. Don't you dare tattle now. This could be fun. The next night we gathered around the candlelit kitchen table to plot our next move, finding the family man. I was starting to find that the candlelight made for a better mood, a cosmic mood. I could almost feel the world spinning in the darkness of outer space as the discussion continued. There's no rhyme or reason to his movements. Just a rambling mad cartoonist peddling his cheap art wherever the wind blows him. Baron screwed up his face at a map of our quarry's previous locations. Ha! <laughs> Donald would be at your throat if he heard you say that, my brilliant friend. However, the problem is that you're looking for clues in the wrong universe. Donald has quite the disdain for the real world, you know. No, of course you don't. How could you? You were never given the pleasure of his acquaintance. You see, Donald is a dreamer, through and through. He'd never fix his compass to magnetic north. No, he'd only take direction from his dreams and nothing besides. We must know his dreams if we're to find him. It's the only way. I'm sure of it. Wicked leaned back in his chair and folded his hands into his lap. That's all very wonderful and insightful, Dylan, but that gets us precisely nowhere. Where would you have us look to know his... Ah, uh, yes. I know where we should look. But have you been there, my insane friend? Do you even know what could happen to us, to say nothing of what might befall the woman? The two men's eyes locked, disappearing into the folds of a private conversation. You know my name, Baron. Try using it for once. And if I don't miss my guess, you two lunatics are talking about going into New Victoria, aren't you? Wicked grinned at me. Yup. Wanna come along? I think most people wanted to believe the scientists and their silly explanations for what happened to New Victoria. Although, for the most part, nobody really talked about the place, not unless they wanted their faith in a solid universe thrown into question. The government had quarantined the city and just left it there to rot. No one went there. It was a modern-day ghost town. No one in their right mind would ever want to, which is why I knew Wicked was serious. Hell no, I don't want to come along. I turned down the biggest gig I've ever been offered just to stay away from that place. A newspaper wanted me to follow around a couple of photographers while they snapped pictures of the outside of the city just behind the barricades. They were going to pay out the nose for a piece written by someone who was actually near the city. And you want me to go inside? That's not crazy. That's just plain stupid. Oh, Vive, what good is a quest without dragons? And besides, you'll have myself and Baron to protect you. You don't think I'd let you wander about in there by yourself? And what about your big dog? I'm sure he'll be there to help you out, should you need it. He spoke of the dog like it was just a resource to be counted on and not the walking, waking nightmare it was. 
I shook my head, trying to think of another... Wonderful. You'll want to pack light, Vive. But strategically, agility and ingenuity will be our greatest weapons. Wicked left the shifting circle of candlelight, talking to himself as he melted into the darkness. Baron smiled. Well, Vive, I'll ask you again. Did you think this was going to be easy? The lines of abandoned cars thickened as we got closer to New Victoria, and the city's silhouette solidified from the vague shape it occupied upon the horizon, bobbing up and down over the dashboard, looking like a collection of giant old-fashioned houses. I'd been there lots of times prior to the sleeping plague, and even then I found the place unnerving. It seemed unreal, like somehow the city had been discovered in someone's basement rather than remade from the bricks and bones of poor Boston. Once reports began to swirl about a plague of contagious nightmares, people floating in their sleep and women falling pregnant to dreams, I refused to set a single toe inside the city, despite all the jobs that were flung at me for interviews, opinion pieces, and other juicy types of coverage. I wasn't alone. Boston was no longer a part of this world, and everybody knew it. I drove the first leg of the trip, but once we were close enough to the city, where even the animals seemed absent, Wicked took the wheel. Naturally, he couldn't stop singing the praises of the place, and Baron, as usual, was a statue, silent and staring. It was the first time his presence reassured me. He seemed to be the only one between the two of them taking any of this seriously. The crowds of derelict cars began to mix with abandoned military vehicles, and the temperature dropped as the city loomed over us. I felt like we'd passed through the outer membrane of a completely different world. Even the air seemed different, still and stale, like a crawl space. Early morning was safest, though the sky was so gray it could have passed for twilight. A slight drizzle fell, which seemed disproportionate to the sea of storm clouds tumbling overhead. An overwhelming silence sent prickles across my skin. Even Wicked felt it, his chatter fading as he took notice. We pulled up to a wall of vehicles stretched across the road, a good quarter mile deep. Wicked rubbed his hands together briskly, giggling. Well, what a wonderful place for us to begin our adventure, yes? As we exited the car, Baron grew more focused, his head on a swivel, eyes checking every nook and cranny. For the first time, he seemed small, dwarfed by the horror stretching out before us. The game plan was simple. We had to make a short trek into the city, find the guy Wicked claimed could tell us where the family man was, and get the hell out. Apparently, the witch had taken her jolly band of serial killers to a psychic. A sleep seer, Wicked called him. The guy lived in a tenement building not far from the edge of town. Wicked swore he remembered the way, but knowing something about how his warped mind worked, the promise only added to my worries. As we navigated the crooked paths between abandoned cars and tanks and Humvees, a slight breeze began to slither around us, carrying the smell of a thunderstorm. Wicked held his hand out, gauging the rain. Today reminds me of the day you first came to see me, Vive. The sky was as gray as a tombstone, and you were paler than a grave lily. Remember... Yeah, I remember. Just one of the many water-colored memories of the way we were. Oh, Vive, there's no reason to be in such damp humor. We're all going to have a marvelous time. You'll see. A few miles later, we reached New Vic's main barricades. 
I knew we were making a horrible mistake, but the obsession within me kept pushing me forward. I had to discover who and what she was, even if it killed me, which at that point seemed more likely than ever. I caught myself listening for those clicking paws on pavement, and for the first time, I was disappointed not to hear them. This day was full of firsts, it seemed. While Baron and Wicked searched out a breach in the barricade large enough to get us in, I took a seat on the hood of an abandoned car, listening. I could hear the faintest whimpering, unwinding into all that silence. Then it was gone. It didn't take long to find a way through. Within the hour, we stood inside Boston's corpse. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 